everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbuzi and in this episode I'm going to be giving a quick review of a secret show by Melbourne rapper, poet and spoken word artist Tender McFly. It's a new dawn, a new day and a new life. But in this episode I'm also going to be doing something a bit different. I'm going to talk about the sacred joy of being able to produce your own shows. I've done this before in Perth where I produced a comedy show with seven, seven to eight different comedians and the hip-hop artist and we just shared our magic with a few people in an intimate bar and it was just amazing it was powerful and amazing and so having watched tender's show recently in november and it was a show of words and poetry and music and art I just really felt like, oh, rather than just give you a plain old boring review, what if I talk about what that feels like, what I've seen of Tender's show, but also what I've experienced, that magic of making something, producing something yourself and sharing it with the world. And it's something that is small and it's something that is intimate and it's something that is very, very powerful. So I hope that uh, by sharing what I saw of Tender's show and some of my own insights, it might, I guess, give you some food for thought about the things that you could produce that don't necessarily have to be big fandangly uh, productions which I think as artists sometimes we get caught up in that that oh I want to have this amazing show it's going to be big there'll be thousands of people lined up and then we forget that you know what doing the small things making those small shows working with a small group of people can be equally powerful all right so what you've listen to is that song as just a nice intro so you can hear how tender speaks but what i'm going to do is actually play you a snippet of an interview that i did with tender and his fellow collaborator artist musician rapper who's equally fabulous who's called z music what had happened was i was producing a radio play and i needed people to act out these different voices or characters that i had and i came across tender mcfly and uh, z music through the band of brothers which is a collective of, of artists uh, they're, they're musicians they're poets they're writers and they just play with words and in a nutshell i asked tender mcfly to voice one of the characters in my play and then after the, the recording that we'd done with the different people, I interviewed Tender McFly and Z Music about rap, rhyme and reason. And that episode is actually on this podcast. So if you do want to listen to it, you can find it. And so this snippet is just what Tender said before he announced that he was doing the secret show. So here's Tender and Z and I in the studio. I want to ask, what is so? What is the dream for you, Tender McFly? <laughs> uh, for me, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> so, as far as my um, music and poetry are concerned, um, I just want to keep doing more. Um, and now I'm just like working towards um, uh, doing my own show in November. Um, and if I can pull that off, and all the ideas yes. that I have for that, I think. I think I'd be hugely. So what? Happy what help would you need? What do you? What do you need to pull it off? <laughs> no, I'm asking because you just don't know this who's is, listening, this and, is it. and that's this why I'm asking. It. That's why this I'm asking. It. You don't know. Dream chasers, whoever's out there, is going to have a bank account. <laughs> what? Do, what do you need? Um, I need people to come through. Um, that's, that's pretty much all I need. Like, um, for the most part, I feel like I'm somewhat of an unknown entity in Melbourne. 
Um, oh, you're known. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're known. You think you're unknown? <laughs> you're in an interview. <laughs> in some respects, I feel like I'm an unknown entity in Melbourne because I did, for the, when I was growing up, I was doing most of everything that I did in Brisbane and most of my content I, re- um, I did in Brisbane and I did most of my shows there. So um, having moved to Melbourne and now having decided that I'm going to do this and do this again and I'm going to do it right. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm in, I'm in that space right now. So. Yeah. Oh, isn't that the best? <laughs> yeah. And I, I literally, that's the same story. Move mm. from Perth to come here. Same. I'm mm. like an unknown. Mm. But look at me finding other unknowns and we're making magic and yeah. we're doing all these cool <laughs> things and You're becoming so known unknowns. yeah we are known unknowns <laughs> who it. will be known there you yeah. go um so where do people find you tender so they can know you um they can find me on instagram my handle is tender can fly and they can find me on um, Facebook as well. It's Tender McFly. And if you still have MySpace, I'm sure there's... Oh, my... No, somewhere. please. No. <laughs> the Blackberry and MySpace, I want you, you see, like, this dude... Yeah, he's yeah. ancient. <laughs> <laughs> he's ancient. All right. If you'd like to hear more from that episode, just check out episode number 58 on this very podcast, Two Words with Taku. It's called Rap, Rhyme and Reason with Rappers... Tender McFly and Z Music. All right, so now I'll continue on to my actual review of this magical secret show. And I've said, and use the word sacred joy because it is something that I feel is quite divine. There's something very sacred about that moment when you realize an idea or a vision on an artistic dream that you've had, and then you share that with people. So what I'm going to talk about is, I guess, the beauty of doing that and then some of the practical things that uh, come with doing this. So the first thing that I've written is when you do and when you produce your own small show, a basic budget can go far. I think one of the big things for um, you know for us artists is how am I going to fund making this play? How am I going to fund making this show or this production? And you know when I look at what Tender did with his show, which was called uh, Memoirs of a Decent Man, based on his album Memoirs, um, it wasn't it wasn't a massive production and and even the ticket pricing, I think we paid about twenty five dollars. You know, it it felt good. It felt right. It just felt like, I don't know. I felt like that budget worked for whatever budget they had for their show. It it worked. And, you know, on the night they had drinks and they had, you know, a little bar and, you know, there wasn't any furniture, but it almost set the tone for what we were to expect. It was just really simple. And by using the word simple, I'm not trying to say it was, you know, it wasn't good quality. It was just it, they kept it clean it kept they kept it lean and and so i found that quite inspiring because you know for a lot of us we want to you know get a lot of money to to make these great productions but you know what i think if you're very clever with your budgeting and your ticketing you can still have a very effective um event and that's definitely what i experienced uh being at tender's show the other point i want to talk about is how small can always be scaled up So as I sat in this abandoned warehouse uh, where Tender was hosting his show, I really felt like I was in something that could easily have been scaled up to a theater, an auditorium, or even a stadium. 
there was something really beautiful in the detail of which they they prepared this show you know the fact that we were sitting on the floor was actually really quite um i don't know it was just part of that experience i felt grounded i felt like i was part of uh the whole production because what he did was he had I think it might have been even eight to ten different performers come and join him on stage and it wasn't an actual stage stage it was just you know the stage or the space where they spoke where they performed where the gear was set up and the mic was pretty much on the same level as we the audience were sitting and you know there was something really quite beautiful and intimate about that but as i experienced that i still felt like that's something you could scale up they didn't go out of their way to put bells and whistles and have you know roped off areas and ushers and all this no it was so simple and beautiful and then the impact was in what they did with that space it was a cozy intimate space it could have been honestly i don't know it could have been 50 to 80 people maybe 100 if you're pushing it but it was just right and i think that's something to think about is if you do something that's really small you can learn from that and scale it up the other thing i really liked about tender's show was how he had a very solid and small production team and you could see it, you know, he had somebody by the bar, he had his people emceeing at some point, I think it was Z, who was almost running the show and just telling us what's happening. He had different people, um, you know, doing the, the camera stuff and musicians. And interestingly enough, it was almost like the production team was part of the audience and, and you couldn't tell who was what if that makes sense. There was something very seamless about how the whole team was working together. Uh, I thought that was quite, quite good. Uh, the next point was how he, he really collaborated well with his fellow artists. So Tender is a rapper, he's a spoken word artist, he's a writer, he's a performer, he is a wordsmith. And what he did was he invited his fellow wordsmiths to come and be part of this show with him. And I think there's something really powerful in doing that because it shows that there's no ego. That's the sense that I got from watching the show, but also in the lead up to the show. It felt like, yes, it's Tender's show. It's his name. It's his album. But he really was also lifting and showcasing his fellow artists. So when I went there now with my boyfriend, we're sitting there and we're listening to these new stories, these new poems, these new words. It was like, who are these people? Where have they come from? Such depth, such authenticity and such heartfelt storytelling that we would not have known about if it wasn't for Tender inviting these other artists to collaborate with him. And I think that's something that other people should really look at. How else can you work with other people to produce your own shows? Yes, but also to celebrate the people who do what you do. When I, um, when I did that comedy show, I honestly had said the whole year, I want to do my own comedy show. And then when it came to putting it down on pen and paper and actually producing it, I went... I'm going to need some other people to also make it a full experience for my audience. It can't just be about me. And having those different comedians honestly added a new depth to that show. And I'm so glad I did it because I learned about how to collaborate. So what I thought was quite powerful with Tender's show is he knows his strengths, but he also knows the strengths of his fellow artists and spoken, spoken word um, performers, fellow writers. And he was able to create a very full experience around his his community 
And that kind of leads into the next point about I thought it was quite uh, powerful that we got insight into this corner of this world that is his and his people and what they're doing. A lot of them are a bit younger than me, but wow, the maturity of the words that they were saying, the, the, the themes they were talking about, the stories, love lost, love found, you know, um, discrimination, power, art. It was just mind blowing. And I think there's something to be said about growing your community one heart, one ear, one mind at a time. So by doing this really small, secret, intimate show um, and Tender invited just, you know, his people or his crew and then maybe a few other people he's met along the way, you know, it just starts to plant the seed in these other little places. And, you know, look at me now. I'm reviewing this show. I don't know Tender that well, but I was really moved by it. And then now all of you who are listening are hopefully going to be curious about him. So again, just, you know, growing your community one ear at a time and trusting that process is really, really quite powerful. And sometimes it does take stepping away from the limelight, stepping away from the madness of everybody saying, oh, you know, you should do it like this, or you should be on social media and do it like this and like that. But, you know, really almost pulling back and creating this hub, this joy, joyous little, um, you know, circle of people who support and understand and love and appreciate your art. I think that's really powerful because going back to my first point or my second point, once you've really crystallized this, that can be scaled up. That can that can grow organically, but um, you have to trust that and, and know who you want to be um, having in that corner. And I think Tender did that really well by the way that he promoted it, the way that he whispered about it, the way he planted these seeds of curiosity about, you know, the secret show. You know, I felt like, oh, I want to be part of the secret crew. How does it work? And in fact, when we got to the event, we had a password, you know, so if you didn't say the right password, you weren't going to get in which, okay, to be fair, they probably would have let us in, but still it added to that whole part of, um, or that whole thing of being part of something, you know, new and unique and small and, and private and special. My favorite part of the show was how he used visuals to enhance the performance. Uh, so, you know, words, there are words all around us. People sing, people perform, people write poetry, but I'm also quite visual. I've come from architecture. I've come from, you know, trying to make film and video and photography. And, and so during the course of the night, Tender had, you know, his different performers, they were reciting their poems, which were phenomenal. And we're sitting in this space that is lit really intimately. And when Tender came out, he had these visuals behind him. So they were projected behind him. And, you know, we went through all the motions of, you know, watching flowers unravel and unfold in these time-lapse montages to watching, you know, these abstract lines and shapes, you know, dance across the screen behind him to then being thrown into space where, you know, you're seeing stars and, you know, galaxies. And, you know, for me, who's quite visual, it really captured my imagination. And I thought it was just brilliant. And, and I think that's something we as artists can look at is like, how else can we create an experience using other art forms 
that enhance and complement our main art form. So essentially what I'm trying to say is Tender's case, his gift is speaking and rapping and words and, and reciting. But as an artist, as a versatile artist, he was able to incorporate visuals you know, and video and photography to, to really just um, throw us into the words, to make us think about them, to make us um, you know, try and understand deeper or to decipher what he's actually saying. Like, why on earth would he choose flowers, you know, as he's re reciting something about love or something? I don't know. Uh, so I thought that was quite interesting and, it, and it's got me thinking about, okay, so how can I challenge myself in the way that I, I speak or the way that I write? How else can I be creative about that? So that's something to think about. And then um, lighting is another thing that I mentioned that was quite effective here. He used blue lighting. There was a lot of blue lighting and you'll see it in the photographs that I post on, um, on the episode. But it was great. You know, you don't need, you know, massive spotlights. You don't need, you know, um, you really just don't need to do too much to create an experience to create a space to create a tone to create a feeling a mood when you look at those blue photographs I can't explain it something felt yeah something did feel secretive something did feel you know deep something did feel intimate I keep saying this word intimate 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 it was like we're invited into the space a space where people are sharing their hearts, a space where people are sharing their truths. And, you know, if it was bright white light or if it was just red light or yellow, I don't know if it would have worked as well. So there was something very intentional about creating a space where people could really feel. And I think the lighting really helped do this for me anyhow. The other thing I want to talk about, you know, the sacred joy that comes from producing a small show is that you have the time to perfect your art. Rather than working towards one massive show that takes a lot of time, energy, money, resources to produce, when you do these small little shows, you can test ideas, you can test what works, you can ask for feedback, you can, you can almost be playful without that additional pressure of it being a big, big, massive show. And the example that I can give is when I was doing this comedy show back in Perth last year, I had thought I'm going to book out a theater and that was going to cost me eight grand to book out a theater. And then I was going to have to make all those ticket sales. I was going to have to chase up the marketing, all of that. And I really looked at it and, it and it started to feel overwhelming. And when I came back to the essence of what I wanted to do, I just wanted to make my friends and my community and people who followed me, I wanted them to laugh. And I had a really good mentor who runs a massive comedy lounge in Perth. And when I called him, he said, you know what? There's something really powerful about picking a small venue and packing that out and then doing that very well. And then, yeah, if it sells out, then you do another one and you do another one. Because every time you do those small shows, you're perfecting your art, but you're also growing your audience, you're growing demand. And then... By the time you are ready to sell out a theater or an auditorium or a stadium, you've done your homework. So again, looking at Tender's show, yes, it was small in terms of the scale of it, where it was, 
the number of people, but oh my goodness, that guy knows exactly what he's doing. And that excites me as a fellow artist or a fellow writer, a fellow person who works with words, a fellow storyteller. I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm excited to see, oh, is there going to be another secret show? And yes, there is. And then, so what, what is he doing? And that's what works, is creating that mystery, even doing those small things and, and playing and just starting to pull people along with you. And I definitely want to encourage if anybody's thinking about doing their own show, it doesn't matter if it's not perfect. It doesn't matter if, you know, a handful of people come. It doesn't matter. The fact is you almost have to start. You have to do those small ones and test them out. Now, I know Tender, he's been performing for quite a while. But as he said in that clip before, he feels like he's relatively new to Melbourne. So this was the perfect way to, you know, introduce himself, I guess for us to get to know him. It's almost like a taster, a teaser, you know, for us to just say, yeah, who is this guy? What is he about? And I think that's something that we can all learn from. My other point, you know, is I liked how there really was a focus on depth and authenticity. So during the show, they had an open mic and anybody could come and share a verse or share their thoughts on this open mic. And people did. And, you know, uh, I just found the audience was so generous. I've done open mics before, you know, mainly comedy. And it's scary when you get up there and you you haven't really, you know, prepared in inverted commas. You know, you don't know how the audience is going to receive you. And it takes a lot of guts to do that. But wow, the love this audience had for people who were coming up and sharing, them, you know, themselves, really was really quite humbling and yes i was in the audience so i was loving the stories i was loving the performances the poems but i was also watching the audience as someone who's done the open mics before and going wow this audience is so generous and so loving and they are listening they are attentive they are present and again i think tender did that very well by setting the tone for for what to expect, you know, by saying, you know, it's secret, by saying it's not for everybody, by showing some of his other work, by showcasing and, you know, doing trailers of the kinds of people who are going to perform. It was almost like he was filtering out who was going to end up being part of the audience to, to experience these people, these artists and these stories. So I think that's something to learn about being authentic and being honest and truthful from the start of the story of, you know, I've got this idea and this is what I want to do and just literally following it through until the very end. And, you know, in that snippet where he says, you know, what do I want? I just want people to come through. They did. They really did. So his performers did. They came through and were honest and uh, courageous with what they shared and also fun and playful and funny and then the audience came through too they came with respect they came with love they came to honor and to to enjoy this this moment so I think yeah there's something very real about what I saw and experienced and I really enjoyed it and I think that's something for all artists to consider if you are going to do the small stuff that's good it means you can be more real before you try and scale up or before you try and make it too big, like test it out, test the real stuff out, you know, in a smaller way or with a smaller group of people. Yeah, there's just, there's just such deep magic in that. 
and I'm sorry to sound like I'm a bit off with the fairies, but as in, I don't know, that's the language that's coming to me right now. Depth, magic, sacred, you know, these things around art, they're important. And then lastly, I think the most powerful thing was the secrecy. Secrecy is sacred. And that's why I said that sacred joy of producing your own secret shows. There is something so beautiful about making your own thing. There's something so powerful about making your own thing the way that you see it and inviting people to share that with you. If you look at the world and everything that's happening and just a lot of the expectations that we have or that we put on ourselves, comparing ourselves to other artists, etc. I mean, it can be just so, so crushing. But that thing around the secrecy, you know, you don't have to show everything to everyone. You don't have to share everything with everyone. You don't have to be everywhere or be everything. You can even do things in private that you don't necessarily need to tell the world about. And I think that's where that sacred joy comes from, I think, for me anyways, is having the choice. So having the choice to make the stuff how you want it and then having the choice to share it if you want to because it's something that is close to your heart or something that you feel very passionate about. Uh, so in this situation with, with Tender, I mean, <laughs> the way that he marketed his show about it being a secret secret show, I think I did that interview with him, it might have been October, and then he was saying, oh, the show's coming up in November. And everything on his social media, everything was around, you know, the secrecy, you know, this is what's happening. You know, it's, you know, we didn't know where it was until the, the day, you know. Um, so what that secrecy did was it, it created mystery and curiosity. And I think as artists, that's what we want. We want people to be curious about us, to find out about us. And that's okay if you don't have, you don't have to do that straight away. You can take your time, you know, sharing your work. And so when I say producing your own secret shows, I mean, you could start a podcast and not tell anyone. That's okay. You could, you know, make videos that you don't necessarily have to make public. It, it doesn't matter. But that secrecy and that secrecy around who and what you share with where is joy. That is creative freedom. And that is my jam. That is what I'm about this podcast, everything that I've been doing, all my stories, all my stand-up, all the work with the kids, the books, everything crystallizes down to I really want people to feel the creative freedom that I feel when I make my own stuff and I'm not asking for permission and I'm not asking for um, somebody to say, yes, I can. I just make what my heart wants to and I, and I make it with the people that I want to. And that's why when I went to attend a show, I, I got it. I got it. I got that this guy is free. He's making the stuff that he wants to make. And that show, that secret show was for the people who wanted to know. And that show was for the people that Tender wanted to know. And that is sacred and it is powerful. So... I think the whisperings that I'm hearing now again is that there might be another secret show 
And I don't know how he's going to top this first one. Honestly, I don't know how, but I'm already curious and I want to be there. And if you're in Melbourne, I hope you'll be there too. So you've been listening to me and I'm Taku and this is my podcast all about writing, storytelling and putting words together. And this is what I do. I, I talk about people's stories. I talk about people's words. And, you know, today I've reviewed the work of somebody who I actually admire, somebody who inspires me and somebody that I've collaborated with in a very small way, but somebody who I'm very excited to see what he'll do next. So if you want to look for Tender, his name is Tender McFly. You can find him on Instagram and on Facebook, Tender Can Fly. But I'll put all the links in the blog post. And then if you are curious about me and what adventures I've got, you can find me at taku.com.au. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at Taku Speaks. And I'm on Facebook as Taku TV. And to play out, I'm going to play one of Tender's other songs. This one's one of my favorite songs, to be honest. So this is Lavish. You can find it on the album Memoirs, which is available on Bandcamp. All right, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a fabulous day. I just want you to know, can't treat people like this. I just want you to know, can't treat people like this. I just want you to know, can't treat people like this. I just want you to know, can't. I just want you to know, can't. I just want you to know. Can't treat people like this We are here with Mr. McFly, live and direct He said he wants to tell us something Can I tell you a little bit about Britney? You with me? Just a little bit Okay I met her in the city, this city It's silly, but really we were just hanging like we used to, trading jokes. And she looked at me like tender, I swear you got some screws loose. What if I do? I think to myself as I think about you. We were 16, sexting messages. Shit, it's 10 and I'd send 16 messages. And now that I'm out of credit, I'd send a message I couldn't edit about how I didn't know where we were headed. I was young, confident, with dreams of living lavishly. Three minutes kept us talking, truthfully and passionately. And that's when she asked me if I thought she was prettier than Ashley. Um, the truth is, she was super fit. But Ashley, though, I'm sorry. I was young, superficial, with dreams of living lavishly. Boy! wanted to be Michael but couldn't get the title my mama read the bible but I was no lead disciple see if I know see if they know if my road to absolution that I dreamt about a day ago became paid with a solution these elixirs cushion indica fat booty vivica and skinny tallity uh black Nubian queens from Namibia corrupted and fucking up my melody and melody only attraction is this wedding ring I swear them girl damn man they fucking up the funk fucking up the fun Fucking up my melody Right then and there her mom came yelling like she mad at me She's too good for you I knew it was true That's when it's love turned to travesty Hey Sally, Brittany, and Ashley She said, his name is Tender His bro cheating asses, dreams of living lavishly 
Oh, wow. You really messed up, didn't you? You really fucked up. She was always talking like she's leaving. Talking like she'll leave him in the deep dark of the night, dark of the evening. Talking like I'm the type to leave that nigga sleeping. I be keen in this beamer for thinking he can see Nina. Fuck that nigga. I bet you never see me. Y'all better both duck, bob, and weave. Cause I'm out here pulling weaves like it's World Star. Is this World House? I don't know anymore. Guess it's your girls now. How are you still alive? I would have hunted you down. <laughs>